gentlemen, and welcome once more to Oof, I Wrote That. My name is Erica. Across from me is always the lovely Sheila. Hello. And we are here on a, a stunningly gorgeous uh, Sunday afternoon uh, to, to read some shitty writing for you. It is indeed beautiful. But we did go out today. We went yeah, out, we, we got some around. coffee, we walked around, we productive members of society, and now we're day drinking. So. Absolutely. It's been a while since I've been day drinking. It has been. because I get really tired now. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> Having a kid will do that to you. Uh-huh. Um, we're drinking some Wright B cider, which is pretty good, actually. And local. It is local. Drink local, kids. There's always... <laughs> but that's the thing, right? There's always good local shit around you. Well... If be it beer or professional wrestling. Area. You gotta look. True. Look. There's probably stuff close to you. Well, and although we are in the suburbs today, we did stumble into a very niche type of <laughs> magic and oddities shop. With a guy who was like, and I was excited because I was like, oh, maybe he's a Pacific Rim guy because I'm wearing an Otachi t-shirt because I'm a dork. But he was like, and he was just a weird dude. He looked like a mortician. He did. Uh, and I think the exact quote was, he was like, oh, I like your shirt. And I was like, oh, yeah, thanks, but you probably don't know what it's from. And then he goes, well, I was staring at your boobs. And then I was like, yeah, Sheila I and I were like, okay. Know what to say. Yeah. So, and then he clearly realized that that's not a thing you say to strangers or really anybody. And uh, uh, that the magic of the magic shop was then worn off. Well, and he was also busy sweeping up like a bat skeleton. It was a weird broken. store. It was an odd encounter. It was. It for felt a, like an X Files for like a downtown, open. like a little downtown area of a suburb. Yeah, it was an odd. <laughs> it was an odd store. I did, however, get the inspiration to laser engrave a Ouija board, like a custom one. It'd be really cool. I know. Like Bob has some like uh, wood, like burning materials too mm-hmm. downstairs. So that'd be kind of an interesting project or something. I don't know where the fuck I would put something like that, but... Hanging on the wall, baby. kind of neat. Let your house become super haunted. (laughs) (laughs) I have never actually had any sort of success with the Ouija board, though. I don't think I've touched a Ouija board in probably, like, 25 years. I once bought one at a thrift store in, um, like, around Belmont and Clark, and then we were shopping, so we went into the video game store, and the guy wouldn't let me in the store with the Ouija board. He made me leave it outside. I was like, wow, people play games? Yeah, it was people play games. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's gone now. Really? Yeah. Well, probably because the proprietor was a wackadoo. He was an all right guy. I th- I feel like I've heard that he was a little um sour. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, but well, that's I don't know. It was a long time. I didn't talk to him a lot, but the couple times I was in there, he seemed like a decent enough guy. It was a good indie store. I always appreciated it. Well, it was. Yeah, I liked it there. They had a good selection, and it wasn't just like fifty thousand cartridges of you know Garbage. Mario yeah. and the Mario Duck Hunt cartridge that like <laughs> we all had it, everyone has in our right or like golf you know oh, for God. the NES which I have upstairs for some reason with my local blockbuster that died a few years ago or 10 years ago I don't know um, is much now longer a than a few years store. ago and it makes me really happy to go in there and continue to do what I used to do in the early 90s and pick out an old video game to go home and play that's right you do have an old video game store by you a couple nice that's mm-hmm. cool well, I think it's like so everybody had all of this shit. Yes. And now that you're getting to the point where maybe like the parents of those people are like passing and they still have all that shit. Yes. You get like the estate sales and stuff and it kind of filters down and you can find some good stuff. Yeah, because we're hitting, I think, now where people don't know what these things are worth or like you said, are just trying to clear out. But certain stuff, again, golf for the NES is is not worth anything. The one that I will be perennially, perennially on the hunt for was this, I think it was a Famicom cartridge that I had, and it was 
So people, you'll read online about the Action 52, but it was, I think, like a knockoff of the Action 52. It was just called 52 Games, and it was a gray cartridge and differently shaped. And it was never super reliable. I'm mm-hmm. doing this shaking motion because you could always hear it rattling around. Ah, yeah. So half the time it would be flashing and you couldn't play. But it legitimately had 52 games on it. I feel like that's something that you could probably uh, acquire. I have scoured every couple of years. I'm like, I'm going to track this down and I cannot find it because I think it was super bootleg. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. My uncle bought it from some dude. And it was the greatest. Oh, I miss having, like, because my grandma had a dude at work, too. She would get, like, movies from. <laughs> yes, exactly. That were, like, shady as fuck. But it was like, oh, we get Space Jam before everybody else does. Sweet. And for, like, a quarter of the price. <laughs> that was, like, proto-LimeWire. Mm-hmm. Or Kazaa, I guess, was the first. Oh, Napster? Kazaa. I don't remember. I feel like Kazaa and LimeWire were in college. Yeah. Napster was high school, right? Yeah, I yeah. have distinct memories of sitting in Jess's back room on her computer, sneaking Carlo Rossi wine <laughs> and downloading like quotes from TV shows on Napster. Oh my God, the day that I did, I used to read video game guides of Ocarina of Time, but I did not have an N64. I never did own one until recently. Really? Oh, yeah, it's, I just like missed out on that one. Huh. I didn't own a Super Nintendo either. Really? Yeah. That's shocking to me. I know. So it's. I mean, I have the the little mini one now, but that mini one is great, man. I fucking love that. Mini I love one. it. I love the little mini NES and the mini Super NES. Yeah, we have both too. But what was I talking about? <laughs> you didn't have a N sixty four. No. So I would read about Ocarina of Time, and I wouldn't understand what they would be saying because they'd be like, there, "It was such a deep, large game that I'd be like, how can all of this content be in one game? It didn't." It didn't make large sense for the to time. Me. It's funny because you look at it now as compared to like Breath of the Wild, and it's like, oh, yeah. ain't that cute? And then I finally downloaded it on an emulator, and it took like three days for this five megabit file, and then it just blew my mind. <laughs> that was the first way that I played uh, a Link to the Past was on an emulator in college. I also played it on an emulator. Brian introduced me to it at a time when I was supposed to be going to church, but I would instead go over to Brian's house for that hour on Sunday morning. Oh, were you sent to church like on your own? Yes. Of course you're not going to (laughs) go. No, I was like, okay, see you later. Then they would ask me what the homily was about. I'd be like, being kind to your brothers and sisters. good person. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) And chickens that would attack you. Yeah. Green Jesus. <laughs> uh, you, you, any other series now? I know you finished Breaking Bad. Oh, my God. Is Nothing just will us ever... putting off talking about our stories? No, we, we haven't done the pop culture chat in a while, though. We, we didn't even do it today when we were hanging out. And this is just me, like, circling to TV because I have a terrible procedural show that I watch now that I would <laughs> like to, to talk tell about. Us about. Yeah, I would. Um, I actually haven't... <laughs> this is going to sound so snotty. I haven't been watching TV because I've been in a reading jag again. I, I just read that. this book. It, no, it's been great. I read The Changeling by Victor Laval. I uh, read this entire book in one sitting, and my wonderful husband took the baby so that I could sit in the bathtub when I came up for air it was dark outside I was like sitting in the dark in cold water that's how good this book was it is it's hard to describe it because it takes a lot of twists and turns um on the face of it it's a story about a man named Apollo um whose father mysteriously leaves and he never really understands and it's partly his journey of coming to terms with why his father would leave him I think you told me about this I think I did Mm -hmm. it's a lot about being black in America um, and then it's about the anxieties of fatherhood, and it 
first act culminates in a really it was a harrowing read and I almost had to stop reading it because it was really upsetting and then it takes a swerve into Norse mythology and it's just it has a lot to say that's such a swerve you want to take though it's a big swerve um I I can't say enough good things about this book and his prose was just it was lovely without getting in the way at all it was oh it's nice when that happens it was a complete page turner I just haven't I think I I have this thing where I end up reading my read of the year like the first week of January that happened last year or two years ago with Carmen Maria Machado's The Husband Stitch like nothing else I read that year compared to that you're always just going back and thinking about that one yes so Everybody should drop everything and read that book. But it's really upsetting. I have a giant stack of book ups, books upstairs. And I've been trying not to, because like when I'm at home during the day, I've had the TV on, like on Bon Appetit or whatever, and I'm just watching that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been trying to be like, okay, let's not have the TV on. <clears throat> Let me see if I can't read for mm-hmm. a while while she's sleeping. I've been going through a lot of my cookbooks, just kind of like marking off recipes that I want to do. And I'm done with that. So I'm going to try and get back into reading. Because for a while there, I was really good when we were in the NICU. That's a great place to read books, yeah. But oh my god, Sheila! So I've started watching this terrible show, (laughs) and it's called Prodigal Son. Sounds great, (laughs) Sheila. Like I just feel like that has already existed. Like that just sounds like something cliche. I it's every procedural you've ever seen in your entire life. I I hate procedurals. So do I. Side question: Yes, would you say the X Files is a procedural? Yes, but then you've got the the the, mytho- the mythology that I don't mm-hmm. know that anyone had ever really had that been done to that extent before. Where it was both a monster of the week and an overarching myth. Right. I feel like yeah. you would have like Law and Order shows, which is the one procedural that I could watch hours of. I just I, I can sit and watch all of the Law and Order. It's just so comforting. It's like it's like getting into a comfy sweater for me. I don't know why. Is that the one with Christopher Maloney? That's I think SVU. I don't like him. SVU is delightful. I don't like. I don't know. I think I just. I think crime anything is not my form of escapism. Though you liked Breaking Bad. Yeah, I was shocked that I did. But I think I said on a previous podcast it was such an emotional. I will watch anything that is character driven. That just happened to be the rare piece of media that was equally as plot driven and fucking amazing. Well, and it's if it's a good story, I don't think the trappings matter. No, we learned about that in this readers advisory training that I took. Like people think they like stories about um romance or bunnies or crime or being poisoned but you don't it's not the content it's the way the story is told and at first I was like uh I don't buy that and I realized it's completely true I'll read about anything if it's a deep dive into a character study if nothing happens I'm on board for it (laughs) so please continue procedurals yes um I was the last one I think that I really like sunk my teeth into and really enjoyed pun not intended was uh, (laughs) uh Hannibal Okay, yeah, you did love that. Hannibal was three seasons long, and it was a procedural, but I felt that it did it in a way that was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We're, like, going for it on network TV. I appreciate that. Because mm-hmm. there's also the problem. You're on network TV. There's a lot of shit you can't do. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, okay. Like, that's all, you're, that's all we're going for? That's all we're doing? Yeah, that's kind of boring. I'm trying to find something to rebut that statement, but I just, I can't think of anything. I think network TV is great for comedies. And that's, exactly. You can't really do, well, because here's the thing. So the premise is, and Michael Sheen is in this, and he's outstanding. Michael Sheen is a delight. Um, And he's having a blast, obviously, Mm -hmm. and he's trying his hardest, but it's like, 
I'm watching for you, dude. I'm in with you for the long haul, but they need to have you in the episodes a little bit more than if that's what we're we're hanging out for. So basically, it's he's a he he's a, he was a serial killer. His son called the cops on him when he was a kid. He got caught. He's been in jail for like 20 years or something. And then for whatever stupid convoluted reason, the son has to go back and like talk to him about these crimes that he because he's in the FBI. Mm-hmm. The son is in the FBI as like a he's a profiler. Cause of course, that's like being an architect in like these shows like everyone's an architect <laughs> like works for a magazine everyone right 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 these nondescript like well no one really knows what these people do so just say he's a profiler that's fine people will buy that and he has to go back and like talk with his dad so it's like this it's this kind of like they're going for like um it really wants to be hannibal mm-hmm. like desperately wants to be hannibal but it's not going for it like Hannibal was like hidden away on like Friday nights mm-hmm. and did a lot that I think people would be shocked they got away with on mm-hmm. network TV because uh, they they use darkness very much to their. Oh, that's interesting. It's a very I, I think you mean literally darkness. Yes, Hannibal is a very bloody show, but you mean like on screen like it is dark. Yes, okay. it's a beautifully shot show, mm-hmm. but when there's gore, mm-hmm. they use darkness to very good and shadow to very good effect so you don't really see anything it's your mind like it's like the texas chainsaw massacre i have not seen that it's a very bloodless movie but you think of texas chainsaw and you think it's like the bloodiest goriest movie of all time it sounds like it would be right that chainsaw massacre you would assume but it's really a fairly bloodless movie interesting so um yeah the show is i i've laughed out loud no less than like five times it's so just it's so ridiculous and it's so bad and i'm going to watch every single goddamn episode of but it. you've always had a high tolerance for so bad it's like, fun bad not even so bad it's good just like, so bad <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i do have a high tolerance for that because it's like if it's if i'm into the premise and i really like somebody that's in it i'm like okay i can overlook a lot mm-hmm. and i'll i'll deal with this and i think i have a lot more downtime mm-hmm. but like i plowed through the first season pretty quickly or mm-hmm. what's it because it's only on its first season there are only like 13 14 episodes uh, so now I can just watch it on like Tuesdays as it's on Hulu and it's like I can take an, like 45 minutes of my day mm-hmm. and just watch this really fucking stupid show and there's so many things that I feel like I should get into I feel like Killing Eve I would probably really like Killing Eve is fucking great Steve said it was great I don't know if season season two's gotta be on Hulu I now. think so I did watch the first season and I fucking loved it but that's only like a couple episodes there's like six eight oh, that's it something like that I could do that maybe ten it's a shorter season well, that's the other thing. I like getting, like, looking back and getting into stuff now. I, I can't do like a twenty-two episode season. Well, that's why I was shocked that I managed to do Breaking Bad, but I had started it during that first three months of maternity leave, where it was like I'm trapped on a couch. Those weren't twenty-two episode seasons, though. Oh no, you're right. They weren't. They were but it's short. a long. They're, maybe it just felt really packed. It does. It definitely yeah. does. Well, because it's it's what forty five minutes long each episode, something like that. Is it not 50? an hour? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was on network TV, so you get commercials. Not what network TV, but cable TV, so you get commercials. I in general appreciate that shows are shorter these days. I feel like when we were younger, everything was twenty two, twenty five. Well, because like looking at like that old stuff, and it's like, oh, I'd like to you know catch up on. I can't think of an example right now, but then you look, and it's like twenty two episodes in a season. Fuck me, no, that's like. And I just feel like that's a long time to be dragging out like a story. But they and old everything stuff, was very episodic. Exactly, like you could, things were skippable, so and you could just kind of jump in and watch whenever. Yes. 
And I feel also like each individual episode had a lot of fat. Like I feel, I, you know I love The Exiles, but I feel like if I went back now, I'd be like, this is very slow paced for a show about I have been meaning to go back and like poke the head back in just because I do it every now and again and I like flip on that first season and it's like oh (sighs) hanging out with Mulder and Scully just makes me feel good and I just have to plug this um Fox Mulder is a maniac podcast I need to watch I need to listen to that (laughs) it's actually taken collectively like once you listen to enough and you get a baseline for exactly what a maniac he is and what a sort of terrible mess of a person I don't know if I'll ever be able to watch the show the same way because for me, he's always been the, the paragon of truth and he'll sacrifice everything. But then but you he's look at it all laid bare. Well, that's like the main character in this show. I think his name is Malcolm. It's Malcolm mm-hmm. Bright. He changed his last name because he doesn't want to be associated with his murderer father. But it's like, fuck you. He's charming. Just It doesn't matter. Anyway, um, he like has night terrors, so he oh. sleeps like with like a rugby like mouth guard in his mouth. And he's, like, in bondage restraints, so he doesn't, like, hurt himself. It's, like, next-level ridiculous, Sheila. The- he had a night terror in, like, the third episode. I was, like, guffawing. I think I woke Izzy up from a nap. <laughs> I was laughing so fucking hard. His bed is, like, right by a window. He, like, threw himself out the window and was only saved because of, like, the restraints. But why would you put your bed by a window if you have this issue? Thank you. That I don't think that's how night terrors work. I've it's never not. Had it's one. so not. And it was just. It's just. It's so ridiculous. It. It's just. It's. I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, you guys want to be Hannibal really bad, don't you? This guy's like Diet Will Graham, and it's just. It's not really working for me. But see, I don't know how you like if if something is specifically trying and failing to be the thing you love. That would put me off a lot. And there was a point where I was like, mm, this is like, I don't know that I. Like, we're getting mm-hmm. like maybe five minutes of sheen every episode and there was a stretch where he wasn't in there at all because he was in like solitary confinement and i'm like okay this is the reason i'm here this is the best part of your show well it's like getting rid of Mulder, right why you need to have him on every episode and i think they've realized that after the hiatus because he's in those episodes a lot more and it's like let him earn that paycheck guys mm-hmm. he's the reason people are coming to watch this mm-hmm. at least me i don't know whatever the fuck anyone else is doing um but yeah, it's it, it, I, I've I'm having a good time with it. You also mentioned that you had watched um, Atlantic Rim, one of the MST3Ks from the newer season. What what are you thinking overall of the new season? I've watched like bits and pieces of it, mm-hmm. and it's fine. Mm-hmm. I laughed a lot with it's Atlantic good. Rim. Yeah, it's not yeah, bad. It's fine, but it's not. Oh, it's not. No, we had a conversation about that, Bob and I, on the couch after after watching. Because I, I, if we had not been, like, immediately ready to fall asleep, I was like, I need a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to suggest. And he mm-hmm. was like, it's so late, even though it was, like, 10 o'clock at night. But you can just dip in and out. Oh, if- I wanted to watch Pacific Rim then. Oh. Because <laughs> I'm a maniac. For- forgive me. Right. Okay. Well, you can dip in and out of that, too, considering you have it all memorized. I mean, for the most part, yes. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> incredibly intimate it is indeed uh, <laughs> um but no i laughed a lot during that episode but yeah. the, the one thing that kind of bothers me about the new ones is it's a lot more it feels like they're throwing a lot at you you don't feel like that about the old ones i don't know maybe it's just been a while since i've watched them but i felt the beginning of atlantic room specifically there was a lot of like too much joke density yeah okay yeah and there were ones in there that got me but it was like okay let's let stuff let it breathe let's sit and breathe because i want to see the movie too kind of not not really not especially (laughs) that movie is fucking terrible but um but no i i i enjoyed myself 
man, maybe that's what I should do tonight. It's been a while. Steve's always up for that, too. Yeah, we were talking because Space Mutiny is first in my heart. Mm-hmm. But then Bob was like, Erica, Final Sacrifice. Final Sacrifice. And I'm like, I do love Final Sacrifice, but there's something about Space Mutiny that I'm just like, did we already talk about Overdrawn at the Memory Bank on this podcast? I feel like we must have. I did. The, the line, <laughs> I don't even, like, I'm going to butcher this and it's going to not translate at all. But the guy's name is Fingal. And <laughs> in, in the story, they have, like, clones or whatever that are called doppels. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh clever. So I know. So they say something about, like, oh, like, if you do this, it's going to disturb the doppel. And the guy goes, the joke guy, Mike or Joel, goes, you wouldn't want to bu- <laughs> oh, shit. You wouldn't want to bungle or bobble the Fingal doppel. <laughs> Just, like, every time I think about that, I laugh. So who are you, uh, more Mike or more Joel? I can never remember which one I like better. Okay. I'm more of a Mike person. I don't, they don't like give me different vibes, really. Steve is Mike. Yeah. The later seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I like Mike more too. But But Jonah's fine. Mm -hmm. Jonah's fine. Yeah. But it's enjoyable. I would definitely check it out. Don't check out Prodigal Son. It's terrible. I won't. Oh, you're not talking to me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, you shouldn't. I will not. It's not good. Just look up the clips of Michael Sheen and watch that because he's he's delightful speaking of things that are both not good but delightful are these not good but delightful would you qualify this as delightful i, I mean it's not. bringing me to light i'm glad it's bringing you to it's light. some ironic delight but it's there. okay that makes me happy all right i was reading ahead a little bit while we were sitting here and there's definitely just more random characters that we have not cool. met before <laughs> And we don't know what the fuck is going on. Oh, so. I think we missed like 50 pages. I think you deleted like 50 pages. I don't so. even know that I deleted it. I probably just never fucking wrote it <laughs> is what happened. It was like, ah, I'm bored. Let's get to the exciting stuff. <laughs> and it, uh, yeah. Well, I guess this is going to be the exciting stuff then. But it's not really. We have stupid sword names and I don't know. All right. <laughs> I mean, George R. R. Martin, well... I don't want to ever. I was going to say, would you like to continue that comparison? No. 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 (laughs) Did you read the Expanse books? Speaking of George R. R. Martin. No. We talked about this uh, when we were hanging out the other day because I did not care for the Tom Waits bullshit character. That's right. We did. The fucking fedora. What is that guy's name? Tom Jane. It's not Tom Jane's fault. No, He's the it, actor. it's Tom Jane. That's the yeah. actor's name. Yeah. Steve said that the books mitigate that a little bit, but mm, it just, just... I remember the writing style of the books annoying me, because I got like halfway through the first one, because I guess the one dude is like the writing assistant, mm-hmm. George R. R. Martin's assistant. Oh, I didn't know that was the same guy. And oh, that once makes sense. I found that out, I just couldn't like differentiate. It was like, yeah. no, you clearly are like sitting at the foot of, of George R. R. Martin's like throne of bones and like... <laughs> you know learning how to write from him and it kind of annoyed me then really i don't think george yeah. r. r martin is a bad writer i don't think he's a bad writer either but something about it just got on my nerves maybe because it was like you're his assistant and that's probably the only reason that this ever got published you don't think it's good enough on its own merits i think there's lots of stuff that's good enough on its own merits but i think it's all like who you know or if you have any kind of like that's fair but they liked it well yeah no I was going to say they liked it enough to make a show out of Apparently, it. Apparently, it is Jeff Bezos' favorite show. 
Really? So that it's going to mean- it's going to be on Amazon for like fucking ever. Oh. So we'll at least get to see the end of whatever they have planned. Man, I wish someone like Jeff Bezos would fucking bankroll George R. R. Martin to stop doing everything else and finish Game of Thrones. But I don't want to talk about Game of Thrones We're not anymore talk about this year. We're not going to do that. This is a <laughs> Game of Thrones free year until we get a date if the fucking book ever comes out. Okay, but can you believe it's been a year since that travesty? <laughs> We're coming up on a year. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't want to think about it. No. I'm going to think about uh, uh, Burn Gorman in season four of The Expanse. Okay. <laughs> I know how much you love Burn Gorman. Okay. Let's read my stupid bullshit. All right, let's do it. <clears throat> All right. Here we go. All right. We're already like, we're off to the fucking races. So there's a Barnabas character. Ooh. Who, that's very biblical. If memory serves, we have not talked about a Barnabas before, have we? No. I don't think that we don't. Have. No, I definitely would remember that. No. Okay. So here, I'm going to do something. Okay. I'm going. Could you hand me that notebook? Actually, I don't want to write in my sketchbook. I could. This is one of my notes for. Uh, we watched Sucker Punch last night, and that is a dog shit movie that I would not recommend to anybody, but you should definitely listen to our podcast about it. Oh, I'm intrigued. Coming I've heard up very on. Mixed uh, things. It's not good. No. Oh my God, Sheila. We had this big discussion about, and this is just me stalling because I really don't want to write uh, read my shit. Uh, this big discussion about how, like, the male gaze in movies, mm-hmm. and how, like, and I won't go super into it here because you should listen to the episode, but how it's just like you have a male director mm-hmm. and it's just so male gazy mm-hmm. that they, they th- he they, they definitely thought they were making like a in quotes empowering movie. That's what I have heard. Yes, and it's like you failed. No. And Oscar Isaac is in it. I don't know who that is. That's oh, he was in Ex Mahina. He was Poe Dameron in the Star Wars movies. I, I showed you a picture. You would know. Okay. John Hamm is up in the mix oh, for like, like five him. seconds, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, at least your handsome face is here. <laughs> I mean, not nearly enough, but your handsome face is here. So maybe not a complete waste of an evening. Mm, disappointing. Shitty movie. Don't watch it. So what did, have you taken your notebook over here to do? I want to start like writing down the random characters. Okay. And then what I'm going to do is attempt to go back through my notes and see if I can't find if I have a little bit of background on them. Okay. So that we have something. Okay. Because it's like, who who are these fucking people, right? What if it's like mine and it's an autocorrect error? It's entirely possible it could be. Probably not, though. I don't know that I knew about Search and Replace back then, though. Mm -hmm. That's a, like newer development i would say <laughs> in the last like 10 or so years we'll say no connertness <laughs> in the in the old stuff okay but just a spoiler for future episodes i looked ahead and saturn becomes connor permanently for the second half of this some reason oh weird yeah was it a situation where maybe there were so many like changes that you like got impatient got halfway so you through hit editing. cancel or maybe, maybe yeah. you were doing it like by hand, right? Well, there's a bit. But there like, is a Connertmiss in there, though. There's one Connertmiss, but where it where it happens, there's a bit like the scene break is at the top of the page, and then there's like a huge blank. So I have no fucking idea. Okay, but anyway, yeah, whatever. Barnabas, okay. Barnabas, behind you, Barney. <clears throat> That's what it says. All right, we're gonna write down the order as well, because who the fuck knows. Uh, the Order's Great Knight, and that's in capital letters. He's the Great Knight. <laughs> you just love capitalizing random nouns. He's a like great a knight, man. Person. Okay. 
uh, twisted around in time Ooh. to miss being cleft in. It says toe. It's supposed to say two. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened to your story. It got twisted around in time and cleft in two. I toe. Definitely. It just did not write. It was just like, <laughs> fuck this. Let's skip all the like the meat and get to the, the, the quote potatoes. unquote exciting shit. The meat's the better part, though. Depending on the way the potatoes are cooked. Uh, Renee, there are too many of them. So apparently he's on Renee's side. Uh, then fall back, she commanded. I'll take care of them. Because she's a badass. You remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, her spree was interrupted before it began. A loud explosion <laughs> rocked the battlefield. And there's just explosions now. Masonry shrapnel hailed from the sky. Find shelter, Renee shouted. Oh, I'm out of cider, unfortunate. Would you like me to get you one? Actually, if you could grab me a beer. I could. I would love to try that. Oh, would you like me to continue? Okay. All right. Uh, Her spree was interrupted before it began. Oh, we read that. Uh, Find shelter. We read that, too. The tight circle of the twelve broke as each scrambled for a shield from the stony barrage. So we've got the twelve here. For some reason, I thought they were the bad guys last time, but apparently not, maybe? The twelve, I thought, was different than the order. I may be mistaken, though. I do not remember the twelve. It felt like it was referenced maybe like once in the last episode, but I don't totally recall. Whatever. It ultimately does not. I'm, I feel like, you know, soldiers, cannon fodder. Right. Who gives a shit? NPCs. Red shirts. Let's get back to Kristoff uh, in the bar. Oh, I hope we get Kristoff back. Well, you know, we're not going to. I miss Kristoff, <laughs> though. I do, too. And the wagon driver. Oh, remember the wagon guy? He was my favorite character. Those were good times, Sheila. What about um the boyfriend, Cole? No, not Cole. The Cole boyfriend. is her, is the, the is priest <laughs> crush analog. <laughs> Every story needs a priest crush analog. Ooh. Oh, you like that? Yeah. Oh, that's tasty. Well, you know I love my sour beers, but I have a feeling it's not going to be around for very long. You don't think so? It's hard to find sours. Like, there's only ever one option, whereas it's just a wall of fucking IPAs. You need to go to uh, um, Noon Whistle. Mm. Yes. We went there. That's where I had my first Goza, and I was like, oh. I was going to say, they have, like, sours for days there. Oh, my God. I love them. We have a a Goza in the... I saw that. I also saw you you have Pims, and I was like, yes, you are doing it right. The Pims has been in there forever. (laughs) Reading, um, the tight circle of 12 broke as each scrambled for a shield from the stony barrage. What in the crater's name was that? Barnabas yelled from his shelter. Renee withheld a grimace as he continued. There's no way we can win this battle. It says in, should be win. We've got to get out of here. How we're surrounded, Cole called back. You remember who Cole was. Yeah. I'll draw them off, Renee said decisively. That's insane, he spat. Renee dropped her sword and took Cole's face in her hands. Okay, because we're just doing this. There's no time for that. There ain't no time for that shit, Renee. Renee, of all people, I would think would know better. She's not that type, but maybe Cole is her, like, um, weak spot. Her human. Everybody's got one. Yep. Uh, There are things you just don't know about me. Things I can't even begin to explain. We're just having this conversation (laughs) on the battlefield. (laughs) Just get out of here and trust that I'll be right behind you. You're asking me to do something that I simply can't. See, you know what? This would be good if we had, like, any fucking, like, frame of reference to, like, any of their relationship before this. Erica. You were not big on writing romance, I feel like. 
Well, and that's one of the things in like the the four hundred page iteration I have sitting upstairs. Though, mm-hmm. no, yeah, I guess there's a little bit of it in there, but not like this. No, where it's like you know the fawning, the, like yes. stupid bullshit, it's which is more... a trope that's everywhere and frustrates me constantly. It like, is. You don't have time for kissing right now, right? What I more was focusing on was you've got um, you've got Renee, you've got Darcy, and then there's this. Uh, uh, kind of like street urchin girl who's a little older who finds Darcy and ends up like traveling with her mm-hmm. and then at some point they hook up with Renee and it's more about like that trio kind of traveling together and I think there's a Christophe analog in there too who ends up like <laughs> with them but it's not like a big thing the Renee and him may fuck I don't remember I just want someone to give the all-important customer service perspective in the battle hey and that's what's missing for me right now. That would be a good fucking story. <laughs> a short story, but it'd be a good fucking story. Okay. Where were we here? Uh, if you're staying, then so am I. Cole. Another explosion rocked the camp. What is that? I don't know who the fuck says that. Uh, nothing good. I assume this is Renee again. Damn it, Cole. You have to get out of here. She was on the verge of knocking him out and having one of the others drag him home. Before she had a chance, another... (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry, wait. Oh, no, please, go ahead. Renee is like, I have to talk at you. Now I've taken up too much time, so I'm going to knock you the fuck out. I'm I'm sorry. Not good wifing. Were you looking for uh, narrative consistency? I was. That that has no place here. <laughs> We've said that. That's even the name of an episode, Sheila. So that's, it's basically our motto. It is our motto. That's like we needed a Latin words. underneath <laughs> our our like logo. Okay. Uh, bu- 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 Before she had a chance, another explosion uh, knocked up a torrent of sand and curtained off the screams of their fellows being massacred. Okay. A scream rose over the din. Its force and fire shook the very ground. Protectress! Yeah, we're going to get into this now. Her mind's eye erupted and brought her to her knees. Dread and horror locked up her body. And in that instant, she knew that Cole was going to die. I mean, I knew like a page ago, but okay. Of course, of course. She roused herself and looked at her husband. Faster than fast. Fuck you. Renee pushed him into a pile of wreckage and dove into the sandstorm. If you dared to stand against her. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> hey, that comes on like in the shuffle though, man. You're having a good time in the car. It's weird. Like everyone has that song just randomly on whatever unrelated playlist. It'll be like, I'll throw on like a 90s playlist mm-hmm. if I'm just like tooling around or oh, whatever. Yeah. And that fucker comes up and it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to have like a little mini rave in the car. And my poor daughter is going to be in the back like, what are we listening to? My husband has been very scathing about my 90s playlist. Like the other day I was cooking, like when I have to like GSD, like get shit done, I put on my 90s music, like cooking or yeah, cleaning or painting, you know. Yeah, I should do. And so I was done cooking and I was is like, let's listen to music. about 90s music? Um, he was very disdainful about the Our Lady piece that was playing the other day. And he was like, is this Cracker? And I was like, no. He hates, he he's hateful about the delightful um, alternative pop music that I love. Give me some examples here. Um, Our Lady Peace. Which song do they? They do a couple. Ah, uh, Superman's Dead. Ow, 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 ow. I mean, it's oh, pretty annoying. A, that's so. a good song. It's, I I can't tell anymore. It's <laughs> not your it's not your favorite, but if no. it comes up in the shuffle, you're not like mad. The other day, I was cleaning, and he was like, "You go take a shower. I'll clean, but you have to turn the Tory Amos off." And I was like, "I'm just gonna keep cleaning." Dem's fighting words. I know. Right there. I know. Anyway. Anyway. 
I think she sings the song at the end of uh, Good Omens. Well, it must be good then. Because her and Neil Gaiman are like tight. Tori, yeah, that sounds about right. Tori Amos, right? Is that how I'm thinking of? She sort of thinks she's like a forest fairy, so that sounds about right. In in a lot, and she's. I would love to live life person. thinking that I was a forest fairy, almost like Florence Welsh from uh, Florence and the Machine. Yeah, I feel like Florence Welsh is the spiritual successor to Tori Amos. So exactly. she's she's like a legitimate like storm goddess, though. Who? Florence Welsh. Okay, but like Tori was the volcano goddess. Yeah, Songs no, for Pele. Yeah, come on, that's fine. We can do that. That's yeah, cool. Okay. Oh, randomly speaking of which, I think I can go to uh, uh, Atlantis now. Because the tickets are like, I thought they were really expensive for some reason. I thought they were too. And then they were only like 35 bucks. And I was like, whoa. That I can definitely swing. I just need to know when and uh, just get the final confo. Saturday, uh, July 17th at the whatever New World Music Theater in Tinley Park is called now. It will always be the New World Music Theater. And we're going to go with Sass and Christy and Becky. Outstanding. It's going to be... And just have a mom day. I'm gonna cry. Or be for us. I'm probably gonna cry. Oh, we can like, hold each other tenderly and cry, and Sheila. Cry. <laughs> like I did at the Hanson concert when I was 21. I was still crying when I got to the takeaway. I was getting my like midnight fettuccine Alfredo and crying. <sighs> I want that story. <laughs> I don't remember anything. Oh else my god, that's so outstanding. Emotional and my like my best friend slash roommate who had gotten me the tickets for my birthday just took care of me all night because she was a big Hanson fan too. Yeah. Well, that was nice that you guys found each other. There's a lot of us. There are dozens of us. <laughs> dozens! <laughs> okay. All right, Cole. All right, where are we at? A uh, few dared to stand against her, and those that did were dead before they could think of landing a blow. We're just going to get all like aggro mm. up in here. Is that panic I sense? I assume this is Beth now talking to her. Uh, she gritted her teeth. Gritted? Grit? Gritted. Gritted? Yeah. She gritted her teeth and looked around like a wild woman. It sounded like Bethano, but there was a guttural quality to it. Oh. It wasn't him. No, because was... he's got a weenie voice. <laughs> <laughs> Ana. <laughs> uh, there was some other presence. You left his side to destroy me. I'm just going like full Will Arnett here for some reason. <laughs> was that smart? He has nothing to do with any of this. Tony Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You set me up for it. They were both feeling an emotion. That emotion (laughs) was friendship. (laughs) I did never watch that last season. It's... I was just... I was so put off, and I know we talked about this, but that interview Mm -hmm. where they talked about, like, how shitty they were all to Jessica Waters. Yes. Walters? But yeah. And I was like... "Mm." Even... I I agree in that, like, that came right before the show debuted so it really like flattened out the fun of it yeah but i think even had that not happened it's a really grim season it's not funny it's sad well and season four wasn't great either no there was like the job episode was good yes yes it was because of course yeah. but then everything else was just kind of like this is, this sucks well and it's upsetting because it kind of casts a pall over those perfect three seasons like to me that is the pinnacle of tv comedy like, nothing has ever been that funny. i haven't gone back and watched those since i've watched that that yeah season same which sucks because same because like oh oh, they're just they're perfect it's so quotable like i think about it all the time earlier when i was holding your baby i was like don't be an an hog (laughs) 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 i mean i think literally like uh, you know it's just a big part of my life it sucks it really and it, it, it really blows because anything that goes on for long enough you're either going to find out something mm-hmm. about a cast member that mm-hmm. you're going to be like, way to ruin it for everybody, or the quality is going to fall off, mm-hmm. 
or or, or something's gonna happen to taint your memory of the show mm-hmm. and that that fucking sucks and arrested development had the opposite like yes it was canceled before its time but that put it catapulted it into you know the pantheon of the all-time greats because you missed it but that was also like you had three seasons and those three seasons were perfection in retrospect i don't love some of the third season storylines it, was, it wasn't as good as like season two season two oh my god but it was still like head and shoulders above anything else oh yeah watching. really the only thing that i didn't care for was the mr f storyline and I think in part it's because it reveals that like slight darkness that comes to the four in season four and five. It's like, is Michael taking advantage of like a woman who is a child in her mind? Like that's that's not funny. That's too dark for me, Ooh, I guess. Right. Exactly. And you needed Michael not to yeah, be like Yeah, I need Michael to be the good one. Good of the family. Because he was still kind of a shitty guy. So I never thought people say that, but I never thought he was a shitty guy. I thought that he like was trying. Like he was Awkward. But that was it. He was trying. Yeah. Though. He was trying to do be a good person and do good by his son. But then in season four, I felt they really started. Yeah. Doesn't George Michael punch him in the face in one of the episodes? And he moves in with George Michael. Like, that's. Which is very not him. Yes. It was very out of character. Yes. I felt. This is delicious. It's it's so good. Well, it's, it's revolution. revolution is freedom of the press, and it's it's very very tasty. It's it's I think it's current because it's called current events. It's a sour fruit beer. Yes, saison uh, sour ale with currants. Session sour. Session, which means like it's Sorry. low Excuse low me. grav, so you can drink a bunch, which is hard to do with sours because it kind of like messes up yeah. your stomach. I like their rosa too that comes out in the spring. I like that too. The hibiscus one. Oh, <sighs> beer so good. Beer. All right, where were Let's we get at? to it. Pitter patter. Let's get at her. Sorry, I'm just trying to remember where I was. There's nothing to do with any of this. Um, <clears throat> let's get back in the voice. He is everything. Everything to you. His blood will stain my blade and you will crumble before the other. <laughs> Renee whirled around, shielding her eyes from the sand. He materialized out of the sand. Nice, nice <laughs> prose there, E. Would you rather meet me in combat? Shall we stand against each other? Bethano, this is mad. You're not yourself. It's controlling you. What do you fucking care? I didn't say it in the script. That's How me. does she know him? Who oh, the fuck? Okay. Well, One of the didn't thing- he, the last time she saw him, he had kidnapped her and was like cutting her. And she's like, yeah. It, the, what, what did we say earlier? What is the, no, no, what no, is no, the know, ethos know, of the show? <laughs> okay. Narrative consistency? No, no place here. Sure. Uh, it, it's like mystery science theater. Repeat to yourself, it's just a show. I should really just relax. <laughs> uh, you're not yourself. It's controlling you. This is my deepest wish. With the other guarding my actions, I will face you and destroy you. The other is cowardly, Bethano, and a product of the creator. It doesn't matter if it gave all its power to you. You can't beat me. Then prove it. Foolish, she screamed to herself as she charged at him. That's weird. Mm-hmm. He's go- oh, okay, she's like talking to herself when she's saying this. He's goading you. He wants you angry. Leave this place. Find your husband and your daughter. Oh, there's a daughter up in the mix. Yeah, you knew that. We did talk about that before, didn't we? Yes. She knocked him away and behind a curtain of sand. Oh, okay. She reached out with her senses, because she's a fucking <laughs> Jedi now, apparently, <sighs> and found Cole. And he's just there for some reason. Well, she threw him in the wreckage, so... She did, so he was still up in the mix. 
what a Necron's name is going on. Anything that I write in the future, Necron is just going to be a god so we can swear by him. Because it's just, it's, it's pleasing. Uh, Cole demanded as he grabbed Renee's shoulders. No, you listen to me now. You have to get out of here. The others overshadowed Bethano and... Yeah. Renee had been stabbed before. What? The feeling of steel through flesh was nothing new. Cole, however, had never felt it. Oh, buddy. <laughs> buddy! He's a priest. Not a fighter. Uh, 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 he couldn't really focus on the dull pain. Um, I don't think it'd be dull. No. But I've never been stabbed before, so what the fuck do I know? Fair. Uh, uh, instead, he remembered the way his... Oh, okay, so we're getting all existential and shit here. Instead, he remembered the way his father would praise his mother's cooking. The twinkle in his sister's <laughs> eyes just before she died. When the emperor demanded his presence at a secret ceremony... When Gina begged for sanctuary in the cathedral, Gina was Renee's mother. I don't know if we ever said that. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Gina with two E's. Oh, like Gina Davis. Well, because Gina Davis is a fucking badass. She is. The Cutthroat Island isn't very good. I just, I think having, I guess like Renee is a contemporary name too, but I feel like throwing Gina in there is a little Tony Mangione. <laughs> and I feel like my, I might be like vaguely racist by saying that like it's just like a little too italian why are you prejudiced against italian <laughs> sheila this is the wrong place to tell you that jesus christ <laughs> <sighs> when renee begged for sanctuary at the no when gina begged for sanctuary at the cathedral uh he saw when um renee first passed through his doors as a strong free woman fuck off mm. he recalled the <laughs> yes we're all right we're okay he recalled the sweet taste of her sweat oh no oh no why is everyone in your story a sweat liquor this is a second time you like does she have diabetes why does her sweat taste sweet do you have sweet sweat when you have diabetes i don't know I have to write down what you just said because that's definitely the title of the episode. <laughs> Why is everyone a sweat licker? Yeah. Everybody's just licking the sweat off of everybody's necks all the time. I didn't specify the neck. No, but like, there's many places you could lick sweat off. Yeah, but I kind of hope it's the neck. I just I do. <laughs> Uh, and the way they were one <laughs> when the they made just lo- gloss over the <laughs> sex scene <laughs> when they made love for the first time oh, no oh. one can write a good sex scene Sheila untrue maybe I'm just speaking for the people in the room Anais Nin or is it Anais I don't know famous eroticist um I don't know that I've ever read any proper erotica. I just read shitty fanfic. Anna gave me, gifted me um, a book of Ana- Anais Nin's um, erotic short stories when I was going off to college and like wrote a dedication in there wishing Aww. me erotic adventures. And I was Aww. like, that's a fucking badass gift, that's right? glorious. I love that. I, like, that's a really awesome. Yeah, I don't think I've ever read any like proper erotica. Well, it's like... In a regular story, sex is a very high stakes thing, but in erotica, that's sort of all the story is about, and that's like not very interesting. I don't know. I mean, I've, there's been story like good like fanfic that I've read that's mm-hmm. like very well written. One uh, uh, is coming to mind that I've read recently called Slow Show, where they have their sexy times in it, and mm-hmm. it's just really well. You know, it doesn't feel like. 
I want to say porny, but I mean, it, it kind of objectively That's is, but thing, you know what though. I mean? What is the difference? Like, what is the purpose of erotica? Is it to titillate? Is it to entertain? Is it supposed to make you think? What makes know. something, or is it, I don't know. Like, that's that's a whole discussion for another time, but. All right, how are we doing on time? Not great. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, we're, like, deep the fuck in. I thought yeah. my, my phone went off, but, and I was just checking to see if anybody of import texted. Oh. Um, and the way they were one when they made love for the first time. Oh, when Lily was born. Oh, he's going to die. Huh? Oh, yeah, he's totally going to die. Wait, who's Gina? If Lily is the child, who's Gina? Gina was Renee's mom. Oh, okay. She was a protectress before her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you can kind of get into it. We'll do some appendices when I get through this. Okay. When we're at the end of this and just kind of, I, I think, um, go through sort of what the kind of overall idea for the story has all had always kind of been mm-hmm. and what like the for lack of a better term mythos was mm-hmm. that i always kind of had in my head in the background mm-hmm. uh and it changed as we went forward but like specifically for this i do believe i have copious notes so excellent all right let's get back to cold dying yeah let's get back to cold dying um renee flailed behind her i think that's supposed to say him <laughs> Uh, trying to land a blow on Bethano, trying to force herself off the sword. So I guess they're like kebabbed, oh. for lack of a better term. She stopped when she noted the blade had passed through her belly and into Cole's. Oh, oh no, that's great. Okay. That's a terrible line. Uh, his dead eyes were heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, usually. <laughs> he, she, is, he, is he dead? He's probably dead. Okay. Or he's in the process of dying. dying. We have yeah. to write a stupor. Yeah. Stupid overwrought death scene. I, w- I would assume that's probably coming up. Can you stab two people with the same sword like that? Is it possible? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see it all the time. No, so if you got like a long ass sword, yeah, for sure. I just feel. They have to be like. You would almost have to be like hugging or You'd standing. You would have to be arranged. Standing very close together. Yeah. To like get it properly. I just feel like the it would slow down the sword to the point where it wouldn't have enough like. Yeah, but he's momentum. got some like otherworldly power going. Oh, right. True. And the sword is. What was it called? The Dark Star? If Dark Star sounds fucking rad. No, it was the Black Jade Blade. Sheila. Oh, right. The Black Jade Blade. How embarrassing. Um, (laughs) she braced herself against the ground and pushed backwards the sword pulled out of coal so I guess Bethano's behind her it doesn't matter Uh, and Renee landed on top of Bethano so she's pushing backwards because that's you know key to your understanding of what's going on she slammed her head backwards several times until she felt his body go slack and a sticky hotness on the back of her head so she's she slamming her head into that. Yeah. With some effort, she forced herself off the sword and fell to Cole's side. <clears throat> Renee. She shushed him and commanded herself to keep her head. No, you must know. They've used you from the beginning. <gasps> well, okay, I'm. Okay, go on. Okay. The Empress didn't, didn't want, didn't know until the Emperor died. Uh, she shook her head. It doesn't matter. She placed her hand over his wound. And a cloudy idea formed in the back of her mind. 
If she fucking heals him, I'm going to lose my <laughs> fucking mind. Oh, my God. He knew her too well. His white, cooling hand was on hers, pulling her away from the wound. Why do we have to specify it was white? Because he's losing blood. Oh, okay. Okay. D- don't. But I can, can't I? Her voice cracked. <sighs> I'm annoyed. Uh, in the way I was when I watched the last Star Wars movie. He joltingly shook his head. His chest began involuntarily heaving, and the color in his eyes began to fade. I shook his head, yes? Like, yes, you have healing powers that you didn't know about? Joltingly shook his head. Or... So that's shook, right? Yeah, I mean, He I didn't nod. Okay, so he's saying, no, you can't. Either no, you can't, or no, don't. No, don't. Okay. Uh, he looked past her and into the sky. Renee shook him and slapped his face. <laughs> baby, baby, let me help you. <laughs> Can, I, can we just talk real quick here <laughs> yeah. about how uh, my husband used to call me baby in the early days of our relationship, and I was like, you need to stop that. Please do not call me baby. I am also not a baby person. I'm not a big baby person. And I accidentally called Steve baby the other day because I was trying to, like, I'm so used to actually talking to the baby mm-hmm. um, that I thought I was still talking to her, and I, I, like, immediately corrected myself. I was like, I mean, honey, I don't know why that one's fine. A lot of people are baby. I don't want to. I do honey. I like honey. Out. I use honey and I use hun a lot. Yeah. I use hun too, which is probably very like 1950s, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. He came back for a moment. Oh, God. As though weighed down by the sin of the earth. Fuck you. He oh, struggled what? to raise his hand to her face. He guided him to her cheek. Don't ever. Don't hate. Don't love. Never. Never use the strength. They'll destroy you. But Lily, Cole struggled for a smile. Remember her. Remember me. Wait, what happened to Lily? His last breath rushed against her face and dried her tears. He went through her, the piece of him that she loved. It went through her. (laughs) Did it say that again? Yeah. In case you didn't get it, it went through We are reiterating. (laughs) First the sword, then the soul. The body in her arms went limp, and his hand slipped from her face. He was gone. And Renee felt herself die with him. I'm oh. feeling a little sad. Okay, we'll stop there. That's a good stopping right. point. Yeah, cool. Okay, so she had healing powers she didn't know about until she just realized now that she can do it, but she shouldn't. I think the issue we have with Miss Renee is she's got, I believe we covered in the last part divine. She is part divine. She has a part of the creator within her. Which but I, that will, like, set off a beacon for the other... I have absolutely no idea. Okay. But I do believe it gives her nondescript powers, and we can just marry Sue her, like, the fuck up, so she I can see. do whatever the fuck she wants to do, whatever. I feel like if that was me, I would do it anyway. I'd be like, I'm gonna heal you. I don't want to live widowed. Fuck that. Right? I think that the problem, though, is is that if she accesses those powers too much, she might start to lose herself. In the music? The moment? Maybe. Okay. I think that's what, what the... We were attempting in those pages. That was, <laughs> was so emotional. Yeah. I'm going to send that in as a voice acting reel. I thought I uh, did a good job there. <laughs> I thought you did it. I really felt like I was there watching people get double skewered on the <laughs> kebab sword. Kebab. <laughs> the black jade blade. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a... Actually, there's a lot of swords. This is a sword-heavy Sword-heavy day. podcast, guys. Yep. <clears throat> okay, so... 
it's January, I guess. Um, well, because we just had a years. New Year's Eve party where Darcy was judging everyone for drinking. <laughs> and Tony Mangione was there. <laughs> I know. It was so great to see him again. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Mid-January found me oftener and oftener at Tay's house, whether on a pretense or just sleeping over. Not having sex, though. Does Tay have a different house than the boys? Yeah, he oh, lives, okay. like, down the block or something. In the Straits of a Blizzard, I was occupied fingering the Renaissance sword, which dangled with apocalyptic grace on the turquoise wall. <laughs> can, can you take that again for me? That was a sentence and a half. In the Straits of a Blizzard, I was occupied fingering the Renaissance sword, which dangled with apocalyptic grace on the turquoise wall. I like apocalyptic grace. It's just a little overwrought for a sword. It's not a fucking M80. Wait, that's not, that's a firework. You know, big guns. Um, can you really use this thing? I asked all oh, dear God in heaven. This is not like there there is unintentional subtext <laughs> throughout. But here. it's like big blinking subtext. <laughs> but it's it's yeah, it's Can totally you really accidental. use your sword? Show me how to use that thing. Wolf Halleck. Can you, that sword can, can you use your sword? <laughs> you know that Wolf Halleck is trained in both medieval and renaissance. So Obviously. Like he just can fluidly switch from one to another. Uh we should take more sword fighting lessons. <laughs> that was the, like that noise you just made. There was outstanding. <laughs> yeah, we did take what, like two, and then we like we. It was winter, and we weren't wanting to get up on Saturday mornings. It was really snowy. early, and I think one of us had to miss a week, and we didn't want to go by ourselves. Yeah, and that happened like two or three times. Like, it did. It you had a couple class times in class. a row, yeah. and it was just like, yeah. But I would now I would be like treasure that time, and now eight a.m. is like late. So. I know, right? It's like, well, I'm up. I don't <laughs> yeah. fucking sleep anymore. Exactly. So. Actually, I can, Taylor revealed, and hoisted it fastidiously from its hook. Oh, dear God in heaven. Dad used to be really good at fencing and sword fighting. He was like the state champion or something. What? He taught me how. Do you know anything about it? Taylor queried, lips annihilating a bead of crimson drawn by the razor edge. Drinking blood. Only what I learned... Where did he... Did he stab himself? Or did he, like, run his finger against the sword? Oh, he, I think, like, caught himself and then, like... How did he cut himself, though? On the sword? Yeah. Clearly <laughs> not very good. I was going to say, so he's really, like, knows how to handle it. <laughs> Only what I learned in stage combat. We learned how to choreograph a whole fight, but I can't actually hold my own in a spontaneous one, which happens to me all the time. Spontaneous sword fight. Aren't you just getting into sword fights all the time? I assume we were, time. In the, we were in the Kill Bill universe here. <laughs> Gangs and snapping <sighs> swords. Um, it was fun, though, I said pertly. I did actually take a stage combat class. That oh, was yeah? really fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That's where this is coming from. Ah. Oh, so a long time ago you took a stage comeback. Yeah, when we were in seventh grade. Oh, that's rad. Yeah, it was fun. I took it with my friend Sophia. It was it was fun. We for our end piece, we choreographed like a, a fight in a bathroom between two girls and there was like slapping and it was cool. It was legitimately really fun. That sounds rad as hell. I would love to do that again. Yeah. We did it in Oak Park at the Players Theater or Oh, that's cool. Whatever that one. Yeah. We should do that. Let's do all the things we don't have time All to of the things. Mm-hmm. I can teach you more. Would you? It would be so cool to be able to fence, I said wistfully. I have some foils if you want to try it. <laughs> You're supposed to wear all this protective stuff, but it's not dangerous at all unless you poke someone's eye out. <laughs> The worst. Like, don't worry about that. Yeah, but if you're like, if it's fencing, they have the little ball on the end of the, the foil, don't they? Yeah, but he, if he's like this much of a professional, he should be like, put on your gear. Oh, no, definitely. Um, Go get them. I goaded him. We can start right now. 
Taylor ransacked a closet and trotted back, bearing two mock swords. Women aren't technically supposed to compete against men, he pointed out, but it doesn't matter here. Only in professional competition. Choose your weapon. What? him uh, he sucks, he he's, sucks. He's, the, he's the dirt worst he is the dirt worst he delivered the last line in a sepulchral voice the tone of which presaged my imminent defeat <clears throat> i caressed the blade <laughs> uh i don't know what to do now <laughs> wait for it subtext the podcast how do i hold it <laughs> i feel like you should be doing a sexy voice i, I can try like this he instructed me sagely we start on guard oh but there's a difference between fencing and sword fighting see fencing doesn't usually get real fancy sword fighting you got everything like jumping over the other person's blade and stuff i would argue that fencing is like kind of the fanciest isn't it i because like sword fighting unless you're like doing something that's choreographed it's usually you're just kind of like unless you're like you're just kind of hacking at each other I suspect that at this point, everything I knew came from Braveheart. So, I mean, they weren't like, like, why would you ever jump over a sword? Like, who is swinging that low? I, say, I don't recall that happening in Braveheart at all. I don't think that happens ever. Like, why, why would you be jumping If it's like over? a swashbuckling thing, if you're watching like a, yeah. a, a like an Errol Flynn movie, maybe that happens. You, okay. You know what it was? Back to the Shakespeare Festival. Ah. Choreographed stage fighting. Ah, that's what I had seen. I would love to go to that someday. With I the think, girls. yeah, I think that we should go with like Sass and Christy and Becky or whatever. I mean, our daughters, but yes. Oh. <laughs> I was like, who are the girls? But yeah, I, I would love that too. Let's do that. Okay. Plans. Plans. Future plans. Um, sword fighting. I answered, brandishing my weapon questioningly. Good, Tay said with relish. It's more fun. Now look, first of all, there's five basic positions like in ballet. Is this true? I don't know. He whisked dexterously through all five, arching his sword vainly at each one. Got that? I think so. I said waveringly. And I feel like if, if Chibi Sheila knew that there were five positions, we would be getting them in great detail. I suspect that I learned that in the stage combat class, whether it is true of real sword fighting and not stage fighting. I don't know. Because I don't remember. We didn't, like I said, we were only at a couple of those classes. I don't remember them being like, there's five things. No. There I was like a like, basic stance. Yeah. Like, and then the, the, like the rear, like the reverse stance. Like yeah. the back, on your back foot stance. Yeah. This is why we should have gone to class. We should have gone to class more. <laughs> okay. Um, again, with the unintentional subjects, the master swordman drilled me incessantly. <laughs> <laughs> Master Swordsman drilled me incessantly. <laughs> Until I could brook no more. Until I could brook no more! <laughs> now, Taylor pronounced ceremoniously, we will learn about advance and retreat. Oh, I know that. Of course you do. Advance is like this. I galloped forward a few paces, very swashbucklingly. <laughs> and retreat is like this. I capered back. Yes, Taylor beamed, motioning through lunge and parry. You know what a disarm is? He inquired merrily. I imagine Jeremy, like, sitting in the window watching this shit and just being like... <laughs> Smoking a cigarette. Right. Like, I'm so happy I'm with Dakota. That was, like, just such a good call on my part. Look at these two... <laughs> these two fucking jabronis just over here, man. Jabroning around. <laughs> um, yeah, it's when I get your weapon away from you. Good. Now remember everything I told you and we'll try a fight. <laughs> Slowly. That's... Not, okay. You're too fast, I whined. Obligingly, he curtailed his speed. After about 17 trials, I despaired. 
I can't get it right. We'll practice some more tomorrow. Sure, Taylor said accommodatingly. Gathered the foils and stowed them in the closet. You know you're amazingly good for a beginner. <laughs> Thank you, I grinned. Taylor's Yo. trying to rail this 16-year-old. <laughs> Yo, it's really hot. Can I open the window? You can handle a sword really well. It's a little hot in here. Maybe we should open a window. I bounded jovially to the window. It was sheathed in a cumbersome white mask. I heaved, oh God. I heaved open the sash and gambled back frantically as snow avalanched in. What the fuck? What the jolly? <laughs> it's all the way up to the window? Oh my gosh, this is Chicago. We never have snow like this. We do now, he said grimly. Say, not true. I, we've never had snow so bad that you... Yes, like, there, there's been some gnarly snowstorms. I guess if a drift piles up against your window, that could if happen. If you get that good, like, gale going. I guess we don't have windows in a place... We, we don't... We're on, like, the f- one half If you're floor, riding based on your house... Yeah. It doesn't make sense. No. If you were on, like, the first floor... Or a garden unit, I guess. Or a garden unit, it would make a little bit more sense. I think we're snowed in. As in, like, we can't get out the door... I think so, sweetheart. Do we have enough food for however long this is going to last? Definitely, he assured me. But what are we going to do for... Abruptly, the electricity defected from its singular responsibility. Capsizing in a swarthy... You know what? You know what? Like, just say the electricity went out. Oh, no. We're capsizing in a swarthy vacuum. I clawed at Taylor's hand and clutched in a puerile gesture. What? Afraid of the dark? He baited me slyly. No. Why don't we get in the bed and warm each other up? (laughs) Stop it! Do you want to go to bed now? Or should we find a candle and light it? Uh, I don't know if I can fall asleep. I'm going to go to the bathroom first. If we're not going to do anything, I'll be approximately nine minutes. (laughs) It's only nine o'clock. Hey, what's that pounding noise? (laughs) Sorry. I'm sword fighting in the bathroom by myself. Head cannons. Then we'll get a candle. Of course, I don't know if we have any matches or a lighter or anything. The stove won't go on either. Why wouldn't the stove go on? I guess if you have an electric, but then that's not, you wouldn't light a candle. But you wouldn't. No. No. Yeah. Stoves. Taylor employed himself sedulously fishing through a junk drawer. I'm sorry. Sedulously? I think it's just like hard working. Oh, okay. That one I honestly don't know. Okay. I don't think I've ever heard that word before. I have not heard it since then. But nothing of merit in a crisis presented itself. There's nothing, he pronounced dolefully, thwarted. We're just going to have to go without light. I don't mind the dark, I murmured. <laughs> Taylor submerged into an indigo melancholia on the couch, burdened with the thorns and lances of his everyday life, which he bore stalwartly. And then she's thinking this. Really, everybody overestimates him. <laughs> Well, maybe next time you'll estimate me. (laughs) What is that from? That's from The Office. Okay, I was like, I've heard this. Are you upset about something? I inquired tenderly. His aura was screaming for solace. No, just tired. He absorbed himself in a tendril of my hair. God, who does that? Go to bed, I suggested. (laughs) It's not physical tiredness. Go to bed, you moody fuck. (laughs) He's about to get so emo. It's spiritual. I'm exhausted. It was the 90s, man. What? Is there anything I can do? Nothing is more poignant than being stranded before a loved one embroiled in mental chaos with no avenue of assistance, no way to offer succor. <laughs> I know how long we <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait. So we're, we're so, so you, you're into that now? 
<laughs> no, oh, I'm going back to the bathroom. I'm spiritually exhausted again. <laughs> I don't think so. Taylor Soud. Maybe I shouldn't tell you this. I don't want to put any kind of burden on you, but you're really all that's keeping me alive right now. Oh, all right. God. All right. all right. This is like textbook abusive behavior oh, right here. That's the worst thing he's ever said. That is said. the single worst thing he has said. Oh, Christ. And he said some gnarly shit oh my god and then it's like let's like sword fight and then talk about how you're the only thing that's keeping me from suicide what and don't put that on a 16 year old girl oh my god you what don't the fuck is the matter with you go get some counseling taylor Ugh. um okay slaughtering for their futile locution i wrangled him into a hug i know th- this is like this scene ends here don't worry no yeah, you're fine nothing short of divine intervention could unbridle him unleash him from all his obligations <laughs> question <laughs> why there's a question there he could escape on the corporeal level but never would his conscience sanction such a heinous breach of his personal ethics what what i don't pretend to understand but if there's anything i can do how inadequate of me could you must <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Uh, I need another beer. Atlas, with the world on his back, could have benefited greatly from a massage. Sure, I agreed. Maybe if you lie on your bed. I can't do it on the couch, and I don't know how comfortable the floor is. Days talked into his cubbyhole? She's she's being groomed for something terrible. (laughs) (laughs) This would... Still be bad if she was of age, but it's even worse because she's 16. Yeah. Actually, she might still be 15. I thought she was 16 from the start. But I, so I thought, no, she was 15, but then I thought she had a birthday. But when I was reading ahead earlier, she has a birthday and she's 16 on the 16th because it's her golden birthday. No, she's 15. She's a freaking sophomore. (sighs) Maybe a freshman. Yeah. Yeah. Those aren't sexy noises. That's me being disgusted. No. Um, I clambered up onto his raven berth because remember he has the black satin four poster bed. With <laughs> no, I did not remember <laughs> that. Remember I'm sorry. That. No, he doesn't. This guy is because... like you don't... a fucking like <laughs> massive sexual. <laughs> no, because no, it was. Don't you remember? It was his mom's bed. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Oh my god! I was VC Andrews before I even knew about VC Andrews. Here's my super sexy four poster. Hey, fifteen year old, get up here and give me a massage, please. I'm feeling so suicidal. Can you give me a massage, please? I'm going to kill myself unless you start tenderly rubbing my back. <coughs> and then I've killed Sheila. Oh God Almighty! Oh fuck! Right off. Sweetheart, don't worry about it. He admonished me, tickled. Oh, no, she said, my hands aren't very strong. Don't expect anything too wonderful. Okay. (laughs) Combating an outrageous dearth of self-esteem and respect athletic, I needed his considerable muscles. Jeez, relax, Tay. I guided him. Okay. (sighs) After 10 minutes of such celestial bliss, he enjoined me to stop. I, I just I just want to stop the podcast and just be done. Curl up in a ball. Yeah. Darcy, he trembled. Listen to me. I don't mean to hurt you, but go right now. Go out to the living room and stay there. I think we talked about this before. We did. Go to sleep, please. His voice spoke volumes, despite the volume of his voice. 
I would like to say that I woke up in the middle of the night and thought of that line and I thought it was so brilliant that I wrote it down. What? What's wrong? If you stay here any longer, if you don't go right now, I'm going to do something. Go too far. I don't know if I can stop once I start. Just go while I'm giving you the chance. That's horrifying. Yes, it is. Like, this is a trope that I've seen before. Yes, it is certainly. But and it's like putting the onus on the, like, if you, if you, yeah. it's your fault for yeah. arousing me. And if you don't get out of here, it's going to be your fault with yes. whatever happens. You woke the Kraken. But that line, just go kraken. while I'm giving you the chance. And here's, here's what uh, it is annoying about, not just that, because you were obviously a child when you wrote mm-hmm. that. And you know, inundated with mm-hmm. pop culture at large, it it annoys me on, on behalf of dudes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's anti. Yeah, because as a dude, don't you get sick of? And Bob's not here, so we can't ask him. But mm-hmm. don't you get sick of? I enjoy that you looked over at the couch. <laughs> like, why isn't Bob here? Don't you get sick of being constantly told through media? That you're just a disgusting pig who can't hold yourself back. Yeah, you can't control yourself. That's infantilizing, isn't it? But maybe it's also permission granting in a way. But wouldn't you be annoyed and be like, nah, I can like handle myself. Like, fuck you. I mean, I literally don't, I don't think, I don't know any man who would ever pull a card like this. Yeah. I don't, even when they were you know, younger. It's almost from like a vampire or a werewolf story. If that's exactly right. That's exactly what it is. Like I am supernaturally aroused by the smell of your blood because of the kind of being that I am. Right. I can't get the help fuck myself. out of here. I don't yeah, want to hurt you. Yeah. This was fucking Twilight before Twilight was a thing. Um. Darcy, you don't want me to. Is this husky rationale? You're too young. I forlornly extricated myself. You're too young, motherfucker. You're 21. <laughs> you shouldn't be seeing this girl at all. Does he get any credit for not banging No, I didn't think so, but I just wanted to make sure. Especially if she's 15 years old and you can drink? Get the foot the fuck! What's the age of consent in our state? Do you know? I think it's 18, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I would like like to know if it's 16 or 18. 18. I don't think it's 16. Age of consent. 18. Okay. Yeah, this is super fucked up. Yeah, it would. St- I mean, I don't think the age of consent has a lot of bearing on someone's emotional maturity, so it's still. It doesn't, but you shouldn't be able to drink, and you're like interested in nailing a 15 year old. No, he's 21. Like, the- oh my god! But again, when I was well, I was 12, but I will say that when I was 15, I fully, if I had had the chance, would have dated a 21 year old without a second thought, because that's exactly how mature I thought I was. Because you're 15, you don't know any better. No. You're a child still. Yes. And I don't mean this in a, in a shitty way towards 15-year-olds at all. It's just... No, it's just the emotional and, like, social development And girls do tend to mature more than boys do, I think. Which is, like, again, like, and, and no disrespect. I know we have some teenage fans. No disrespect to young people. I don't want to come off like yeah, that Yeah, we don't want to be shitty at all. It's just... But the pool of... Um, eligible bachelors for me when we were 15 was not a you know pool i'd want to really go swimming in like but the other thing is it's like you shouldn't feel that pressure to date when you're in high school there's way too much pressure to be like couple up get together 
Because, like, well, it's we got to take care of this then. shit, you know, as soon as possible so you can get together and start churning out babies. Well, and if you think about things like, I don't know, maybe this is, maybe I'm just, like, reading too much into this and this is just a fun tradition, but things like a homecoming dance where it's, like, all about who are you going to bring as a date? Like, it's not like, oh, we're all going to a fun dance party at the community hall. It's, like, who's going to be your romantic interest for this evening? Right. And that's, like, all you think about for like three months right and then so let's the put this dance. enormous stress upon you that you, like another fucking thing you have to worry about where it's just like just go with a bunch of your friends when i was in grade school they did this um valentine's day dinner dance and we were required to go because it was on school time it was not in the, i guess it was not a dinner i don't know actually but we I, had dances too but you weren't required to go they made us pull the boys names out of a hat and we got paired up with a boy and then we had to take dance lessons why are you physically putting like a, a young person yeah, into gross. the arms of another young person that's that is really gross, gross right like mm-hmm. that's not just me and i was thrilled because i got my crush i mean i was over the moon you can read about it in my diary for like two months <laughs> And, you know, it's school sanctioned, so obviously nobody's making out or anything, but... <sighs> but that's just... It's, it's you're touching. You it's don't need the to put... connotations there that are just like, why are we doing this to children? To 12-year-olds. 11 and 12-year-olds. Like, that's strange. It, it even annoys me when you get, like, like kids that are playing together, like, young kids, like, mm-hmm. three, four, five, and it's like, oh, who's your little girlfriend there? It's like... Exactly. Can we not... Like, they're fucking kids. I have vowed that I'm never gonna... And if, you know, Jane brings home some special friend, I'm not gonna be like, oh, is that your partner? Like, not Look, partner, can we like, not do that? Just is that your boo? No. Right, they're friends. Just yeah. like they're playing, they're children. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have enough stress about that later in life. Can mm-hmm. we not? Can exactly. Because the whole fucking marital industrial complex is just chugging along to get you to partner off and start producing children. So that you can then join the fertility industrial complex. Exactly. But I have one sentence left. Um, this, it makes no sense. He was the ultimate mentor in the science which venerated its lambs and squirreled away its dissembling lions. I don't even know <laughs> what I was going for there. Is he a lion that is taking like pity on the lamb? No, he's a or lamb. A lion with the disposition of a lamb. He's a lamb. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I don't know. He shouldn't be getting credit for this, is what I'm saying. No. But if I had written it in the way that it, like, if... Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is, I think, if the ages, if they're aged up, and there's maybe some supernatural creatures going on, there's maybe a way (laughs) to make that okay? No, no, no. That putting the trap the the window dressing of supernatural creatures over it that's probably why i have such a big problem with twilight and it's ilk or here here this more this makes i think is 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 better if it's in the context of this is a safe sane consensual scene that we have talked about and agreed to in advance maybe do you think there's ever a situation in which you might be getting intimate with a partner and that partner knows that you are not comfortable and so they say, like, is there a way? I just think it's creepy as fuck because it's like, why do you have to say it? Just just be like, okay, we're, we'll go to Like, bed. this has gone too far. Let's, let's, let's right. knock it off. Like, it's okay to have those feelings where oh, it's like, yeah, oh my yeah, God, yeah, I don't yeah, know sure. if I can stop. Because it's true, like, you can get carried away with lust, right? Sure, but then if somebody is like, please, you, you need to stop, you need to stop. But she didn't say stop. The only thing stopping him is the age gap. Like, in, 
insofar as she she thinks this is consensual. The entire conceit of the relationship, though, is fucked because it's she statutory is, rape. It's statutory rape, and he is. It's not like he's eighteen. That like he like right, just right. turned eighteen or something. Even though I think that's a little creepy too. She's fifteen. He can go to a bar and drink legally. Yeah. And he has a, an adult job and stuff. Right. It's like, why are you creeping on a sophomore? Yeah. Well, exactly. And, like, this child, like, she's a runaway. She's a missing child. Right. You are taking full advantage of this girl. Like, actually, Wolf Halleck is a better person than you. Because at least, at least he's honest about his intentions. No, I mean, they're both terrible. Yes. But. Yes, they are. But it's it's hard to know really what to make of it because in in the mind of the author, like het, like Hannon is actually this is totally okay. He I really thought that this was him showing what a good person he was. That's fucked up. But as a twelve year old, well, yeah, exactly. So you no don't idea. have like the context you know, or no. the life experience to be able to it be like. It'd be like us trying to write something about, like, fucking fracking or something. I don't know anything about fracking. No. I can't write that with any sort of verisimilitude or whatever the fuck. Right. I said that word completely wrong. I'm just throwing it out there something. to try and sound smart. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just... Yeah. I'm just... Like, I remembered this scene being horrifying, but that one line, just go while I'm giving you the chance. Like, that's scary. It's like, gross. That's... It's supervillain shit. It's something that, like, Shannon would have said. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. And we all know how Shannon was. <laughs> I have to take the bus? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Should we end this one here? I think that's probably a good spot to end. And we well, are, like... it was horrifying. We're an hour and 20 in, so... That's not terrible. No, no, no. I we actually had, thought it was longer. We had good chat at the beginning there. Yeah. Uh, all right, folks. Uh, as always, thank you for joining. Uh, go check out TeamPumaKnife.com. Uh, check out the uh, battery of other Team Puma Knife podcasts. Uh, we've got a couple other ideas for podcasts in the works. We'll see if uh, anything comes of them. Uh, I am on social media. You can find me at Lady of the Lake. Sheila is smart enough to not be on social media, so you can't fucking find her anywhere. So leave her the shit alone. Uh, thank you, as always, for joining, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>